Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober Podcast. I am your host, Blazik, a.k.a. Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry-go-round. But things ain't merry when you're going through the motions. Fulfillment lies in emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast, episode number 11 or 12. So many that I can't even keep count. Uh, um, today, we are going to talk expectations. So there's a few ways this could go. Um, it could be like expectations of what we thought it was going to be, what it, what our, what we thought other people would be. I don't know which way this is going to go. And before I start rattling off metaphors, um, do you have a, a direction you want to take this, Julia, or what, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I guess when it come when I first initially, when you said expectations, mm-hmm. I was thinking like how the expectations for myself changed when I stopped drinking Um, when I made this like super positive change in my life, I guess I was just thinking that all facets of my life needed to be like perfect. And I needed to like expect a lot out of myself. And I think that striving to be better is always a good thing, but sometimes at least personally, I can take it too far and I do it like to a fault. So that's just how I took that. But if you want to go a different direction that works so so you're just saying like the expectations that essentially like okay these were my expectations of myself when I was drinking and these are the expectations of myself in sobriety yeah like I feel like I've always held myself to a decently high expectation in terms of like being a good student being a good employee um but now it's like that combining with like my wellness with my mental health with my passion projects like I'm expecting almost perfection out of all of those things and that is I don't know that can get toxic too so it's like I was gonna ask do you think this is like a good thing or do you think this is a bad thing I think it can be both I just have a tendency to do it to a fault and like yeah I would consider it pretty toxic at times like my like my boyfriend always like makes comments of like I just like don't know how to do nothing Mm -hmm. like even my idea of downtime is like creating graphics on Canva or maybe typing up a little like Instagram caption you know like it's like my downtime isn't actually me doing absolutely nothing it's like me continuing to work on on something else just in a more comfortable environment Yep. Yeah. Is that, yeah. do you know why? Uh, definitely been something that I brought up in therapy because I know that it's not necessarily normal. Like I, yeah. I don't know, like I have very close people in my life, like friendships and my relationship and those people, I feel like they, they do know how to, how to chill and how to relax and how to have downtime. And I noticed in myself that I, struggled doing that for some reason so when I brought it up in therapy um I think it was mostly coming from just like 
I don't know. I feel like the expectations that I had as a child, like I had a lot of responsibility as a child. So I think that that definitely plays a part because it's like I I turned that on when I was a kid and it's like I have I don't know how to turn it off now. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um what about you though? When it comes yeah, with I mean, expectations. Like, I guess first of all, I've heard that from a lot of people that they go like once they get sober, they they try and do everything, which can be honestly it can be bad for sobriety too, because it's like you almost like associate your sobriety with like literally every other thing that can just almost turn overwhelming in a way where it's like, if I'm trying to perfect every part of my life, that makes sobriety harder. Cause it's like, I can't just focus on sobriety, you know, it's like, Oh, now I don't eat candy. Now I don't, um, I don't do this. Now I go to the gym every morning at six. Now I do like, it, it can just be a bit overwhelming when you associate it with sobriety. I would say though, that my expectations for myself are night and day different um, when drinking and, and not drinking. And um, I actually talked about it in therapy this, <laughs> this week. So <laughs> it's a good timing on this, but it's just like, I hold myself so much more accountable. Um, and like, when I look at myself, when I was drinking, it's just like, there wasn't, much confidence in that guy. There wasn't much like self-belief and it didn't, Oh, it's not like I, I projected that unconfident person out into the world. Like people would probably think that I was a confident person, but it's just like that little dog with the big bark, right? Like sometimes people that appear very confident are just literally acting. And I think that I was doing, I think I was even doing that, to trick myself. Like, I don't think that I ever thought like, Oh, I'm not a confident person. I was just kind of trying to create this illusion of who I wanted to be. And it wasn't coming from like a real genuine spot, but I think the real root of that issue is more so like when I don't hold myself accountable, no matter what it is. If I say, if I wake up at 6am and I say, I'm not drinking today. And then by three o'clock, I'm already pouring another drink boom, I just broke a barrier. I can't trust myself. If Mm -hmm. I say that I'm going to go to the gym in the morning and I drink and I don't make it to the gym, boom, that's a barrier that I broke. I can't trust myself. If I, I mean, I could keep going with that. Like it's so much stuff and all of that kind of correlates to self-confidence because why would I trust myself when I've proven to myself over and over that I break promises that I made to myself So the expectation that I have now with just essentially this comes from like a clear mind, I would say just like having a clear mind every day when, when I wake up is if I say that I'm going to do something, I'm not perfect, like obviously, but if I say that I'm going to do something, I'll, I'll push it pretty hard or I'll push myself pretty hard to make sure that I do that thing essentially so that I can trust myself. Like that's really kind of the thought process behind all of it is. I said I was going to do it. I need to do it so I can trust myself. So the expectations that I have for myself are so much different than when I was drinking. And it all pretty much comes down to one thing. And that's clarity. Like I just have the clarity to make the decision. Like that's really. Yeah. yeah, And it's almost like 
it's not really like the importance of like going to the gym. It's more of like the principle of like, if you set out a task and you make that commitment to yourself, breaking that commitment, sorry, my cat apparently wants to be on screen as always. Um, like breaking that promise to yourself, like that's the painful part. It's not you like not making it to the gym like that. You know, it's fine. You don't have to go to the gym every day. It's just the. It's compounding. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a compounding thing. It's not that you didn't go to the gym. Like if it was as simple as that, it wouldn't be a big deal. It's just like you didn't. And what, what I was going to say was like, I, I think that people don't realize that those little instances and like examples that you set for yourself in your life like those add up and those have a big effect on the way that you view yourself and people wonder all the time like I want to be confident I just don't know how and I feel like that is a really great place to start is like your word should be the thing that you are most um like passionate about keeping like because once you once you can you literally know that use you... the word confident there, right? Like your word should be the most confident. Like you should feel confident in your word. Like it, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you should you should feel confident in the fact that you know that you're not gonna break whatever thing that you promise to yourself. And obviously like other things come into play when it comes to confidence and how to get it and how to like radiate that type of persona. But I think that if people are just wondering like how how do I get out of my shell how do I become um more outgoing more sure of myself yeah I think that's a a really really good place to start not to oversimplify it but it's like I've been doing like working with a trainer with my dog just because like his confidence is kind of low like in in the house there's like people come in he's like scared you know Mm -hmm. and the base of it is like okay well we'll worry about that. But like, let's make sure that like, when you say down, he goes down when you like, you know, not just like down, down, down. And then he does it the third. It's like these other things. And by doing that, it's like his confidence skyrockets because he's like, Oh, like when dad says this, I do this. And it's like, all of that makes the issue of like him being nervous when people are in the house way better because his confidence is higher. So it's like kind of the same thing with us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people need to just like, at least, well, at least I shouldn't speak generally, but like, at least with me, like I wasn't realizing like me being an insecure person and like me not having the confidence that I so desperately like wanted to be experiencing. It really like didn't have to do with like the, conversations that I was having with other people like the root problem was like I'm so lost and I like don't even know who I am as a person it's almost like there's always a root problem that you need to get to first Mm -hmm. and I, I guess sobriety just really like took the curtain away and just like showed me that oh this is who I am so now I have actually like a good starting point yeah you were just not like delusional right like that's well I just was like I was just like so confused constantly because I was like I 
I had these, I had these certain characteristics of like, yes, I was a good student. Yes, I was a good employee. Like I was someone that people could count on in like a pretty general sense. But I, there were so many times where like, I would say I was going to go out and like not over drink. And then I, and then I would, there'd be so many times I'd say, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning, but then I'd be too hungover to do that (laughs) again, just like breaking that, that little piece of trust in me. So no wonder I was confused of like who am I (laughs) yeah no that and that's like a difficult like I think every I don't know just like I feel like every year I kind of think I know who I am and then I look back at like the year you know what I mean I like I look back on that previous year I'm like dude you didn't know anything (laughs) and it's like an evolving thing and like I understand that and I'm okay with that but I can definitely pinpoint times in my life where I was like a lot more lost than, than mm-hmm. other times. And I would yeah. say like in almost all of those, like all of those periods of my life when I was a bit more lost, um, there was just like really no structure or, or accountability to my actions. Like, and not, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I'm out there running wild. Like that's not to say that it's just like, accountability is like pretty big in like the most basic sense. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy, right? Like it can just be. um, I think starting small is like the best place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And that's something that's good to bring up. I'm glad you said that because I really do think it's important. Like if you're going to get sober, like let being sober be your, your goal, you know, like Mm -hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to, like take over the world in one one month like yeah you can just focus on being sober you can eat as many sour patch kids as you want like you can you can eat all the ice cream you want to fight off those sugar cravings like it's all I mean people fail at that right like people try and eat clean and they just literally can't do it because they're addicted to sugar which like a lot of people are so to try and quit everything at once that's just like a that could be setting you up for failure in a way. And well, I think that's like, I feel like I am a little bit on the brink of burnout. Um, and the reason why I say that is I was just telling Blazik before we got on the call that I'm not feeling that good today. And I think it's because like, I have so many sober events to attend this month. And I told myself I wasn't going to do that. And then I did. And then I, I'm working on my passion project when it comes to turning my lived experience into a speech. Um, I'm still running the Etsy shop. I'm attempting to still be like very physically active and eating well. And yeah, so I, I also want folks to, if, if what they're more so struggling with is like the super high expectations and like that perfectionism, that that's kind of where I'm, I'm at right now. Um, I would love to say that, you know, since I stopped drinking, everything's kind of fallen into place, but I, there's just like ebbs and flows. I go through points in time where I am very balanced and I feel like I'm giving myself the time that I need. But as of recently, I definitely think I've been not really respecting like my own boundaries of, I need chill and downtime. Yeah. And that's tough. Like, cause my, my urge is if I want to do something, I want to go all in. Like I see it. Yeah. 
And I want to get there as quick as possible. But it's like, you don't need to be extreme. You just need to be consistent. Like, yeah, being, being like laser focused and tense. Every time that I've done that in my life, I'm burnt out. Like I never have been able to go all in on something and just do it for years. Like it just, it's not how I work. It's probably not how a lot of people work. It's maybe how Kobe Bryant works. It's maybe how Michael Jordan works. Um, but like, it's probably just not realistic to go all in on something like this. And in the sense of like, you know, all in on your sobriety, yes. Like whatever that looks like for you. I don't, I don't know. But um, I just had a thought, by the way, <laughs> that I think we should it. talk about. <laughs> it have to be right now. I went to AA. Did I tell you? No. When yeah. did you do that? Last Thursday. Last Wednesday. How did that go? It was, have you been? I have not. I've never been to an AA meeting. Um, I think that everybody should try. I want to disclaim this, like with everyone should try it, I think. Really? For me, I didn't care for it. Um, it was, I think a lot of it had to do with the room that I went to. Um, okay. because it was like, I went to, I know that they have different types of yeah. meetings. There's like off, like, it's not all the same thing every time. Yeah. And I like went to, I was going to one that I thought was going to be like a younger crowd. And when I got there, I realized it was zoom only. So I just kind of like scrambled and found one and it was in like okay. a, <clears throat> a rougher, like more blue collar area town, which is fine. It's just, there was a lot of like, I would say exclusively like 55 year old, 60 year old dudes okay. that like were more blue collar workers. Um, which is like, it's fine. It's just, I looked very different than everybody else there. Um, and it was, it was, everyone tells you like, it's not straight out of the movies. You know, they're like, you get there and you're next to like a lawyer and like a college. And like, it was so straight out of the movies. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, really? Picture a movie. It was exactly that. Like, which the coffee, the cigarettes. Oh, the like the. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I really, I don't, I don't want to trash talk AA at all, but like, I, I just like, I don't think we're trash talking AA. I think we're just sharing, like, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the whole point of like our podcast in a general sense is like giving people other options than like whatever they think yeah is is what sobriety looks like so yeah I think it is okay that I'm I'm actually really glad that you went because I you know sometimes I feel like I I'm talking about something that I don't I don't know about like I haven't lived it myself so like I maybe I shouldn't be speaking about it until I do yeah um but yeah was like just tell us how it went I guess (laughs) Yeah, just for like, I'll just share my experience for like any, this is a curveball, guys, sorry. Um, I literally had the thought and I was like staring at you. I was like, she doesn't know I went to AA. I can't hold the secret any longer. That's okay. Um, So like I got there and I was like, I was like expecting all these nerves, you know, like people always are like, I pulled up and I just like drove away. And so I was kind of like expecting that. And then I could, it was at night. So I could like see into the the strip mall. Okay. It was just like people sitting on couches and stuff. And it, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to sit in my car and build this up. So I just like got out and walked in. 
Right. Like people were just shooting the shit. People were definitely smoking out front. Um, and then like, <laughs> they were just roasting each other so hard, like curse words, every other word. <laughs> Again, oh I do God. not think this is the typical experience. I'm just sharing the one that I went to. Like, right, right. I'm going to, I'm going to try a couple other younger spots. So I'm not done going, but the meeting started and like, you know, they read the rules and stuff. And then they like took me to another room because it was my first time. So like three people took me to another room and they essentially were just like, they all went around and told me their stories. And it was kind of funny because they were like preaching to me, Mm -hmm. like why I need to get sober and how to do it. And it's just like a lot of, some of them were like, you know, I have five months sobriety. Like, here's how you, and I'm like, dude, like, I've been, I'm, I probably have a lot more sobriety than you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just cause this is my first time at AA does not mean anything. I'm but surprised they it, didn't ask you like if, if you have any time under your belt, they didn't ask me at all. They like, they just assumed when I went last, then I got and they're like, Oh, like, but yeah, they were just kind of like, I felt like they were preaching at me and like, maybe okay. that works for some people, you know, but they're like, they're kind of telling me like, dude, you gotta like, you know, you gotta, um, what were they saying? Like, you gotta admit it's your problem and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, trust me, like, no one's taking more ownership than me. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's just like, come on, quit saying that shit. Like, I'm right. Um, so, like, we went around, everyone talked, and then I talked, and then they gave me like coins and stuff. But like, the, the part that was the strangest for me was just like, I understand why people say it's kind of culty like oh okay so it's like if I share my story and you wanted to talk or comment on it you would be like Julia alcoholic and then the whole room would be like Julia and then you would talk so like just that kind of stuff it was like it just felt kind of weird Um, and then like a few times they like broke out into prayer and stuff like the whole room like reciting the prayer and it just felt like a little strange um but Mm -hmm. it was my first time at a new thing I'm not like totally against it it was just it was just straight out of the movies that's like the the best way to that is so crazy because I feel like a lot of the times when I do hear folks talking about it um I think they are seeking out more of like either like all young people sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like all women I know that there's like all women groups um so it's kind of crazy like I haven't heard like a story like that in a while because I feel like I don't know folks don't talk about those ones that that often probably because those guys aren't like on TikTok necessarily yeah and like I'm sure if I went to like I don't I'm sure the meeting matters so like the people in the meeting probably is everything like that I mean it makes sense like the people that are in the meeting probably have a dramatic effect yeah. Um, it's like work. It's like people stay at their yeah. jobs because they like the people that they work with. They don't necessarily love the job, but yeah. it's like the people that they're surrounded with. That's what they vibe with. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Like, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm proud of you for like going out of your comfort zone, trying something new. And yeah. I think that's cool that you've gone and now you have your own experience. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And I, I, I think I'm gonna try like a Buddhist group and and see if that's like any different because I feel like I'll vibe a little bit more with that, yeah, like the spirituality aspect. But yeah, 
just wanted to share that real quick. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, that's yeah. We can bounce back to expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I did want to just say is um, specifically when you're coming at a point of view with expectations, with perfectionism, with sobriety. I think a lot of the time in the beginning, I would kind of pat myself on the back if it was just another day of me being successful and like not, not drinking or not um, even just like thinking about it, romanticizing drinking. Like I'd, I'd be proud of myself for those days too. Cause not, not that I was thinking about drinking every day, but there was, you know, definitely plenty of days during the week where I would romanticize the weekend because I knew I was typically would, would have been drinking during that time. Um, so I think I just wrote this down when, before we got on the call of like, I want to do a better job of, even if I don't have like the most successful content creation day or work day or going to the gym, whatever, me just being proud of myself for having another day under my belt. I, I want to show appreciation to myself more when it comes to that. Cause that in itself is such a hard thing to do as a young yeah. person, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just like hoping that I get, I get better at that. I mean, you got to think like, if you're someone that's in sobriety, you're literally doing something that over 99% of people don't do. Right. So, and they actually, their initial reaction is going to be like, what? It's almost like, as if you said, you bench press like 450 pounds, like what? It's, it's, Cause a it's pretty, such an accomplishment. Yeah. And people are like, dumbfounded by it yeah and so like the fact that you're doing that not to like give yourself a pass to never do anything again but it's just like it's a pretty big accomplishment like if you if you have time under your belt no matter what that is you know like it might be 24 hours like that's a huge accomplishment if you drink every day that's like mm-hmm. the hardest 24 hours of the whole sobriety journey like you right you did the hardest part. Like that doesn't mean it's gonna, that doesn't mean it's like easy from here on out, but like you did do the hardest part. If if you're an everyday drinker and you got 20 for you, it was probably like the first week or two. Like I would assume like those first t- when you're supposed to drink and you don't drink, right? like that's, that's kind of the, the hard part. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm like forgetting that, you know, I, I do the hard thing every Friday like going into my weekend knowing like this is going to be another weekend that I commit to my sobriety and for some reason you know if it was me a year ago like I'd be so proud of myself whether it was the most um productive weekend or not if I didn't drink like that in itself is like such a thing that I need to praise myself for my past self would be so proud of my present self and for some reason for some reason, I just like, you know, this is definitely a topic that comes up in my one-on-one therapy sessions of like, I just love giving myself a hard time. Like, it's like, I'm addicted to it. That's okay. That I just like had a like revelation moment of like, that's probably why I had so much comfort in weekend drinking. And then like that shitty feeling afterwards, like I like weirdly enjoyed sitting in that pain it's it's I understand like I have healing to do this sounds so toxic (laughs) to talk to myself this way but 
Like that's, that's the shit that I I'm still in the middle of working on. Yeah. I mean, aware, good awareness there. Like that's first step, you know, like you can't yeah. solve anything if you're not aware. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look like, if we just think about our version of ourselves a year ago and like, if they're proud of us today, then we're probably doing something right. No matter, totally. no matter what that looks like. Again, like you don't have to be extreme. You just have to be consistent. Like, you know, one, one percent better a day i forget what that like equals out to but it's like 300 times better in a year or something and yeah just like win every day whatever that looks like you know Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like sometimes winning the day will be like not leaving your bed and not drinking like that's literally like sometimes that's winning the day other days it's gonna be something completely different but like all we can do is our best and our best looks different every day. So whatever your best is for that day, it's okay. Like, I think that it's, it's easy to, to log on to Instagram. It's easy to log on to TikTok and see everyone else crushing their life. And trust me, they're crushing their life. They never have any off days. They are just <laughs> absolutely crushing their life. So it's easy to log on to those apps and, and see other people with their shit together. Um, Mm -hmm. and and kind of feel bad about yourself. Like however that might look, that could even be like being single and logging on and seeing all the happy couples, like whatever it might be, just like think back to you a year ago, look at you today. If I'm proud of myself, then I'm doing something right. If I'm not, then I need to change something. But like either way, that's a win. Yeah. And also like you bringing up the whole, like seeing other people on social media thing, we have gotten in such a huge habit of like comparing like up, like comparing like to the person that is like leveling up in their career or something like that. And then we're negatively reflecting on like where we are in our career. But instead, like what I need to practice myself is like, no, I, when those moments happen, I need to switch it and I need to be like, okay, but where was I three years ago? Like if I could talk to myself three years ago and know that like I have this job where I work from home and I log off at four every day and I have time and headspace and I'm, I'm just so much like nicer to my, both my mental and my physical health. Like, why am I not focusing on that change? You know, like, why am I, I'm always trying to like, look at the person that's like ahead of me. And it's like, why am I not reflecting on like, where I used to be and then now where I, where I am now. Like, yeah. and also in addition to that, like perfect is never an option. No matter how perfect those people look on Instagram, they aren't because they're just as human as I am. So I don't know why I keep like running. Sometimes they can be sprinting. the saddest. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we don't know all that we see is like what they let us <laughs> yeah like I'm not hoping they're the saddest I'm just saying like they can be like it's very possible yeah I mean like even I look back at I can scroll down to my Instagram when when I was still drinking and I look at those photos and I'm like if only they knew like (laughs) how bad that next Sunday was for me and how awful I felt you know so yeah just getting into the mindset of like I don't need to be 
constantly like giving myself such a hard time. Like I can celebrate wins, even if they're small. Yeah, totally. Like it's, it's so tough to, to compare. It's like, what do they say? Comparison is the thief of all, all joy. Like yeah, you're, everyone's starting at a different, a different point. Like mm-hmm. that, this can even apply. Maybe you're listening to our podcast and you still drink. Like I did that for years. I listened to sobriety podcasts and thinking like, I'm just gaining, gaining knowledge, gaining data. I would listen to a podcast and like maybe even be drinking while listening to it. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like when you're not enjoying drinking, but like physically you kind of have to, or you, you have like the hardcore craving. It's kind of like you do like, you don't feel good about drinking anyway and you're doing it. So it's like, well, this is like kind of at least moving the needle in the right direction. (laughs) I know it sounds wild, but um, so maybe you're still drinking. But it's like, are you maybe at three nights a week now instead of seven? Like, mm-hmm. Maybe that's okay. Like, you know, ideally that's not the end, but like maybe you're trending towards sobriety. Like that's that's kind of how I trended. You know, it was like I cut over time. I was able to cut it down to less and less and less. And then eventually I just called it quits. Um, so, yeah, like like you said, perfection is is probably not an option. But whatever progress looks like to you, like I would encourage you to, to, to praise yourself for that. Like be proud of yourself. Exactly. We're proud of you for listening to this. (laughs) We're proud of you. (laughs) Is that a good note to end on? Yeah. If you don't have anything else, I'm good with that. Sounds good to me. Thank you guys for listening again. Yeah, we will talk to you next week. Bye.